Yep, I am balancing out levels right now. Give me half a second. How has your day been going? It's been going good. That's Hello and welcome to Warlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me today is a very special guest, Carefree Llama. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing very good. For the, uh, Would you mind introducing yourself for those who may not know you? Of course. I'm Carefree Llama. I uh, am part of the team that creates the Tabletop Simulator mod for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, basically, anything that had to be coded was something that I've at least had my hand in or have done completely. And you are doing exceptional work. I am continually impressed with how easy that mod is to use. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but since you are not one of like the traditional content creators, um, you don't get your voice out there as an opinionated piece all that often. I'm going to ask you, what character that isn't in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Well, I'm I'm big into the spider foe, so I'd love to see a vulture. Ooh, yes. Um, there are a lot of spider foes that I would be excited to see, and vulture is definitely one of the ones we're missing. Yeah, I'd like to see which uh, route they go. I'm sure they'd make it more um, MCU looking, but I, I'd rather the old guy who's molting <laughs> yeah. look on him. But it'd be it'd be cool either way they go with it. Well, they have shown a proclivity to going towards the '90s cartoons. Right, and I'd be really cool to see. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like that one. Yes. Um, but who did you bring for us today? Well, kind of sticking with the spider foes, um, I'm bringing somebody who I have always had in my list from like my very first game that people have told me I shouldn't have in my list, but I do anyway, and that's Dr. Octopus. I love Dark Ock. I do, too. I've always thought he was great, but uh, certain cards have actually made him better, even though no one thinks he's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's any way to give him extra dice is scary. It, it is. It adds up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And he has some of the best flat stats of a three-pointer with that 4-3-4 four, four defenses. For, for sure. I mean, he, he's got solid defense. He can get extra power with the crits. He's got a throw um, from th- range three away. I mean, he's just, he's got a lot of things that threat threes don't normally have. And he can spike to the moon. He can. <laughs> he is probably the character with the highest spike potential I have ever seen. I I, I would agree too. Um, I guess the, uh, the only other character who has something similar at this point, unless I'm mistaken, isn't Wolverine the only other one that has that same or wilds count as two? Yeah, and he has to spend extra for it. It's not free right. on his builder. Right. And so it's just and also it's mainly used if he spends extra for it on a range two. This is that range three. Yeah. <laughs> He's just it's Doc Ock is really way better than people give him credit for. And also, I don't want to undersell his spender either. Uh, ignore line of sight and cover and have Pierce. Yes, from four away. So yeah. you're likely going to be able to ha- 
have to have line of sight or can easily hide him and still hit. Like, it's 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 great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, there are certain factions in this game that hate that spender. I'm specifically thinking of X-Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that for sure. So, yeah. He is a very interesting character. Um, and uh, with him also comes sort of a tactics card um, in uh, Well-Laid Plans. Yes, and Well-Laid Plans is... Uh, it can come in deceptively clutch as well. It's... You gotta be you gotta be lucky with it. You also have to take Green Goblin, which is another character people don't like very much. You're but... talking to you're talking to the person who made made Thanos Spider Foes as saying, "I love my Green Goblin." <laughs> Me too. I, my my main uh, my main roster is Spider Foes, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with Doc Ock and Green Goblin as being my always uh, always in my squad. So yeah. well laid plans is always taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. You spend three on both Green Goblin and Doc Ock, and they both, and you roll five dice for each enemy character holding an objective token. Deal one damage for each crit or wild, and then a damage character drops all objective tokens it's holding. If you can pull this off last activation, you can crush some people. You can. <laughs> you really can. I, uh,. I, I go a little bit deeper into that um, because one of the things that I always do uh, when it comes to Doc Ock, when I have spider foes, is I always like to set up the one-two punch of Doom Prophecy and all you've got with an already dazed Doc Ock. Yeah, that is a lot of dice. Eight, eight dice, uh, 16, uh, 32 dice with Wild Counting Devil. And when you start uh, with Doom Prophecy, because, I mean, obviously Doc Ock's got the great physical defense. Uh, when you bring that out and add the four dice, every of every attack, and it's a free attack, it's his builder, has an average of 5.5 damage done. Wow. Every is, single time. <laughs> that is a lot of damage. And then you, you do that... Um, you do that four times if you have all you got and you have them positioned in the right spot. I mean, you can, on average, pull out 22 damage. Mm-hmm. And then you're building all that power with them. Green Goblin already has a bunch of power, so when, right before he's done and about to get KO'd, you can do well-laid plans right before it. Now you have the other Spider-Foes card, the Neogenic Recombinator. You got plenty of uh, power on Doc Ock because he's doing all this damage. And so you can use that to, because uh, he's about to get KO'd anyway, so you can use that to heal somebody else, and it, it just, it really just starts building on itself. That sounds really fun. <laughs> um, we won't be able to do all of that today because we are looking for new homes for him, and he's kind of defined in the spider foes already. The new homes for him. I mean, I, I don't know. Is this is this considered a new home to put him with Black Order? I actually playing affiliated Black Order. I think would be yes, interesting because it's such an interesting point value conversation at that point. Um, we're trying to showcase Doc Ock, and Black Order is always has yet to be really talked about on the show because it's a affiliation with a defined in-affiliation 15-point package and feels like moving off of that 15-point package causes issues for them, if that makes sense. 
does. Um, but I definitely think he does have value in Blackwater. Um, and just him plus Thanos is always a scary team. Um, just because you're you're moving that up to six to eight dice on an attack each turn, which is a lot of damage and gives him a lot of power. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm more of so just a little bit about me and the way I play the game. I'm I'm not a huge in the competitive scene. I'm more in the I guess the cinematic. So I like building up the big plays, whether they end up working or not. It's just fun mm-hmm. to go for it. Yeah. Uh, so for, for me, I'm trying to figure out what I would do if, if Black Order would actually work with him. Um, cause I'm, I'm looking at all the cards here mm-hmm. and you might be right. That might not be a good home for him to try and get affiliated as well, because you, you want to take Corvus and Proxima yeah. and then Thanos, obviously. And then, I mean, that's, it doesn't leave much room for it. Yeah. You, um, would, you would have to be like replacing Proxima or replacing Corvus, which He's not really what that affiliation wants to be doing, but it would be a direction I would be willing to experiment with. Uh, um, it's just that lower point value that ends up being the issue. Right. Um, otherwise, um, something I'm not sure I want to tackle today because it it's a thing I've been advocating for for a while, but I don't know if it's caught on yet, is uh, Doc Ock and Criminal Syndicate. And I, that that's one that I I could see as well, because uh, Criminal Syndicate's really one of those that does better if you have the lower threat characters in it. The more, the merrier. Well, and also it's you already have in affiliation Green Goblin, so it's really easy to. He's a medium tanky character, so he can stand on points and do stuff. Uh, he has a throw, which also can support people who, if he does get flipped, he can support people who are on the points by throwing people. And you get well-laid plans in Criminal Syndicate, which is already a kind of already a score fast, score high um, uh, faction. So uh, hurting your opponent's ability to score on extract really helps them get an advantage. Right. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And then it would also even help even once he's dazed and doesn't count as two anymore. Again, he's got that throw. Yeah. Uh, so he still does have a whole bunch of the ability to to take over an objective, even mm-hmm. if he's not if even if he's only counting as one person now. So yeah, I think him on Criminal Syndicate would work well. And in fact, my my roster I have has Kingpin in it for that reason, so I can <laughs> switch between the two. Yeah. Um. I also want to bring up uh Inhumans. Um. Dark Ark is a very good battery. And so he can just start dishing out power to people because he doesn't actually have a lot of power expenditures on his card. Um, yeah, just just his throw is and his his spender really. Yeah. Um, so you have that. Um, I could also see him as a member of Sin Cabal. Just that's another list that likes its lower point characters to with a little bit of tankiness. Um, he has a throw, which they don't mind, and he's a medium base, which means he can threaten a little bit further turn one. Trying to think of, uh, if I like that on in Cabal, um, I've, you, I've, you mean, when he came out in the, the main box, you, I would run him in Cabal. Uh, it's just, 
he doesn't do much with his power. So even if you can give him a bunch of power, it just doesn't end up working out to be that great for him. Well, really, his big thing is trying to get dice. Well, it was, I said Sin Cabal. Oh, Sin Cabal. My bad. No, you're good. It happens. <laughs> um, but it's like he's a big base, which means he can get to some of the back points more efficiently um, and just start causing disruption. Um, he's he's a character that you don't mind getting dazed early because he can, with power, he can come back with that Doom Prophecy All You've Got play to really change the game. So that is an option. And just for just for fun, it'd be fun to have him on a uh, A Force roster. Yeah, because <laughs> you would never need him to take any of the power, so it'd always go to other people. Mm-hmm. So anytime he gets hit or anybody else, he would never be the target to gain that power. Yeah, um, I know. Classically, um, in the old times, he was a part of Wakanda Wave, but I do think Wakanda is a good place for him. Right. Um, just giving him rewolves. He has the power to spend, so why not spend it on we willing to fish for that wild? It's Yeah, getting that extra that extra re-roll, re-roll for that wild is can come in very clutch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then um Defenders, I think, would be an interesting place for him. Um, because he has the power to spend and being able to target to be able to apply Hex on top of your builder and really target their lowest um, defense die um, for one power seems solid. Yeah, I uh, I don't know that... Let's see. So being able to change that uh, four dice strike to Mystic on some of those times, I mean, that I could see that being a lot more beneficial as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Defenders would definitely work well. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of interesting new pieces that I think can mean they can go wider than they used to. Um, but they can also then, play... Uh, oops, I it's... They, they've gotten three interesting new pieces that are all very good for different reasons between Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Scarlet Witch. Oh, Yeah. And th- and with all those, I'm trying to think if putting those pieces together with a Doc Ock would, would make sense, if you even have the pieces you need for a good team. Yeah. Is there cohesion there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there, there are a couple options in front of us. Did anything jump out to you within that? With uh, those options... Um, my my biggest thing that I, I gravitated towards with those, just because it's an interesting uh, combination, would be him and Inhumans. Okay, then let's go for it. Um, so we have to get Blackboard in there, and I think Medusa likes to get in there as well. All right, so we got Medusa, Blackbolt, and Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I was thinking uh, Doc Ock would be good is because... Lockjaw. Uh, Lockjaw will help a lot. And then, let's see. And then when it comes to the uh, the affiliation, the bonus that you get from Black Bolt, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not once per, per turn or once per round. 
So you can literally take all the power that Doc Ock might have, which he doesn't really use that well if you're using other things, um, and just start giving that out to other people. So every, if unless I'm reading the card wrong, every turn you can just take another power off Doc Ock and yes. give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you can only activate the effect once per turn, but you can pull from the same character more often than once per turn. Yeah, each, yeah. Every every turn you can do it, and it doesn't have to be a different character every time, like most of the other affiliations. Yeah. So that's that. I think that works well. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the sake of looking at her, I'm pulling out Crystal's card to see. But Lockjaw, Medusa, and Doc Doc Ock for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that see. leaves us with the options of Beast, Crystal, Quicksilver, and Ronin. Oh, I forgot Quicksilver got added. One of the many people who have boinked Crystal. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That is like half um, the affiliation at this point. I am... I, I'm very... And this has nothing to do with any type of... Uh, trying to be strategic or anything like that. Because again, that's not really how I play this game. I do yeah. it for interesting combinations. Quicksilver and Speedsters are like some of my favorite superheroes. Mm. And so I'd likely put him in this list just because of that and the cool things he can do with yeah. uh, movement. Mm-hmm. And he also really likes the early power. Exactly. Trying to, anytime you can give somebody that extra power and move it around how you want, which is also a good reason if you want to have a scary Ronin in it, uh, getting him closer to that Cree justice each yeah. time would, would be very beneficial too but i i personally um sometimes certain characters and certain attacks don't work for an individual i have never had a Cree justice give me more than one or two damage <laughs> so i personally don't like ronin but for this list i think he might work i i love mr ronin um <laughs> but i also play a lot of attrition via attrition matchups and he's very good in that matchup Um, just because Judgment takes out the comeback mechanic that you get in Attrition yes. v. Attrition matchups, and when he dazes, he attacks, and so you get an extra action out of him no matter what happens to him doing it on. Yep, and that's and that's definitely awesome when you're going for the KO, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I am perfectly happy to put Ronan in here. Um. But that would lead me to ask the question, do we want the power gem? And in this case, I would say, I'd say yes. Okay. I'd say, I'd say you bring it in the roster. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Especially if you're building this roster to take Doc Ock. You don't have that much wiggle room anyway, so you, having a whole bunch of different characters might not help. Having the ability to bring the power gem might. Yeah, the the little bit of threat oscillation from four to five for Ronin will help list building a lot. And then on top of that, if if you can just pass one power to him uh, with the with the affiliation, he's ready for a Cree Justice on turn one. Oh yeah. Um. It's uh, that one's a little hard to pull off on tone one unless you're also committing lockjaw to him just because of distance. 
Uh, but that is very potent. Oh yeah, and that just means he has the he can pull it off. It doesn't mean that he won't and then do two in a row in the next turn, or at least have all the power he needs for as many judgments early on as possible, which is yeah. also major. Uh huh. So that leaves us three out of affiliation characters. Yeah, because I was gonna say I don't think Crystal or Beast come here. Mm-hmm. So let me look through how I would handle the rest of this. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do list building, again, you can teach me something because you've already taught me multiple things today. When I do list building, I always look and say, oh, you know what? I need at least one, two, just in case. Yeah. Um, it's two that generally good. Um, I find them less needed when you have a gem. Uh, we ah, okay. may still need them, but... The small amount of threat oscillation that a gem provides allows you that refinement control that you get out of a two. Especially if you're willing to go taller rather than wider. But we may still want a two, so that is entirely a direction we can go and talk about. But I... I don't think it's as required as with other lists, if that makes sense. That makes sense. It does. Do you want a two in here? And if so, is there one that jumps out to you? Um, with with twos, the the one that I always kind of gravitate towards is uh, the Akoye. Yeah, classic Akoye. Um, it's very hard to go wrong with her at times. Um, and and just the main reason is because I've been burnt too many times with my because we're building this list and we might want to bring Ronan and really feed everything into him. I've been burnt by my Ronan being dead by round three, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so or being KO'd. So having somebody to give him a little bit of defense or whoever we build our strategy around, getting that extra defense can can really help. Yeah, I find Ronan doesn't go down as quickly in Inhumans. Uh, simply because there is other targets on the board. Right. Which does help a lot. Mm-hmm. When I play him as Spider-Foes, he is really the the main threat that people see, because they don't see Dr. Octopus coming. Yeah, they don't. Um, and that's actually how I would play this list, because, I mean, you, you put out these characters so far, and then you put Doc Ock, no one's going to think to themselves, oh, we got to watch out for Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. And then, so he can get the positioning and just utterly surprise the opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are talking, we have talked about Dune Prophecy a little bit. Um, so on a slight tangent, um, how do you feel about having additional Dune targets? Um, additional Dune Prophecy targets would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are wanting to stick kind of with the theme of unexpected amazingness, this might be on a tangent so interrupt me if it is but the other character that I bring frequently just to pull the same type of move as I do with uh, Doc Ock is Crossbones interesting Uh, I I certainly know the power of a doomed Crossbones Um, and he certainly gets a lot more threat range early on with the Inhumans affiliation ability um, and he's surprisingly survivable after you've doomed him. Yes, he is. And that's that's one of the reasons. I like to doom him while he's health. I like to do, again, the combo, the the doom and all you've got. But I like to do it with him while he's healthy. And then he'll flip and still be 
dazed on the next turn because you he he's inured to pain and <laughs> so that's that's a fun target. I would say though that if you bring crossbones, you're probably not bringing Doc Ock. So I don't know if that's a good yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing for a list trying to have Doc Ock, but if you have a, a map set up where you don't really need the wall crawler and the medium movement, medium base, and you can get crossbones right where he needs to be, mm-hmm. uh, he might be just as good of a of a, a fit in there to fit the role that Doc Ock would fit otherwise. Yeah, so currently, just looking at our points values, uh, talking about, uh, we can play... Uh, we have an 11-point core, a 12-point core, uh, a 13-point core, and a 14-point core. So we can actually go four wide up to 17 pretty easily um, and have Doc Ock in each of those each of those teams because it's uh, Black Bolt, Lockjaw, Quicksilver, Doc Ock at 14. Then Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, Quicksilver at 15. Uh, Black Bolt, Ronin, Power Gem, Lockjaw, uh, Doc Ock at 16, and then Black Bolt, Medusa, Ronin, Power Gem, Doc Ock at 17. And then we would just need, um, and then just another three for, another three or another four, really. Um, for variety's sake, we can thread oscillate up to 18, 19, and 20. Okay. Um, let's, uh, we have some. I think getting somebody who's just a th- another threat four or five heavy hitter. Yeah. Okay. Would be would be smart in this one. Mm-hmm. Just because again, the, just trying to find other targets to almost sneak Doc Ock into the picture so that he's a throwaway character and they don't even realize what it's about to happen to him. So may I make an interesting suggestion of something I've been wanting to play in Inhumans? Do it. How do you feel about Omega Red? Omega Red is I I I'm looking I'm looking at him and I, I'm yeah. trying to figure it out. I I don't know how I'll play him yet, mm-hmm. just because he doesn't speak to me. Yeah, but but you he, give me your idea. Um, he's a brand new character, so for the people who don't know him, since he came out like a week ago, uh, he he uh gives out a lot of poison and gives our team a lot of immunity to poison, which means Terrigen Mist, a scenario that. Uh, in humans already likes becomes really really interesting because suddenly he has this sweat projection of popping people with that have poison on them on a scenario that gives out poison. Um, he is also very tanky. Um, and he has a really long distance pull. He's a physical attacker that can go up to eight dice off of Dune Prophecy. Um and it's um and he has a um and he heals himself, which means if you're just playing doomed without all you've got, if you want to separate those two into two different activations, he is a good target to doom and then let sit and survive because he has flat reduction and then he the ability to heal himself. Yeah, I think he fits in perfectly with this, especially within humans because of Lockjaw being able to move him. Mm-hmm. You get a bunch of people poisoned, have Lockjaw move him exactly where he needs to be. 
And then he uses Death Factor. That can do a ton of free damage. Yeah. Um, he's a very interesting piece. Looking at him, I am. I really love him, and what's going on with him. <laughs> but that still leaves us two more slots. Um, do we Let's want see. a flex three in here? Does okay. So you you re- you read me the list that you have because I I have I have ten, but we've been talking, and I I might have assumed we took one and we didn't. Uh, so currently I have Dark Ark right at the top, most important character. Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, Quicksilver, Ronin, Power Jam, and Omega Red. So we're not taking Crossbones or Okoye. Well, if you want to, we can absolutely add them to the list. Um, I like I like Omega Red more than Crossbones. Okay. So I, I'm good there. Uh, do you want to get Okoye in there? Um, after looking, after what you said about all the numbers and what we have, I don't know if the two is needed in this. I think there's yeah. plenty of flexibility. Mm-hmm. So flex three would be nice. Yes. Uh, what flex three do you want? There, there are some good options out there. Um. Let me see here. Just trying to look through and think of uh, different strategies that can be taken uh, mm-hmm. to see if who would be useful. Is Quicksilver's tactic card uh, unaffiliated? Um, can I unaffiliated. borrow this? Can I borrow that? Okay. Yeah. Because I'm just because the Inhumans are really good at playing on the control objectives, and then having anything that helps you get the uh, whatever they're called, the ones you pick up. Secure uh, extracts. Yeah, extracts would would definitely be beneficial. So. I was actually wondering if this would be a good spot for uh, Miles. Ooh, yes. Uh, Miles is a fun pick there. And that does give us some versatility. Um, Where is he, Spider-Man? Miles, Miles. There we go. Yeah. Um, He does give us some versatility. And he's another stealth beater, much in the same way Doc Ock is. And then getting the... uh... Getting that Venom Blast, if we bring him, uh, he'll be able to get that Venom Blast more often because of the leadership ability and passing mm-hmm. on that, that power. Well, and he also synergizes with a card that I always like to bring up bring up with Inhumans, which is no matter the cost. Ooh. Ooh, that is good with Inhumans. Let me... Um, it allows you... I like that one. It allows you a turn one Master Punch on someone getting a middle extract, and also allows you a turn one Venom Blast on someone grabbing an extract. And then, on top of all of that, if you even use it uh, for on Omega Red with Red Terror, then you can just heal right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> if you really need to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a great card for this list, for sure. I'm going to yeah. pull that out just just for when we do tactics. I'm going to have that one ready. Cool. So I, I think we're going with Miles Morales. That still leaves us an additional spot. And let's see. The only thing I'm looking at here is we have a, a little bit. We have a lot of mid-range. We don't have any weak character that's supposed to really stay on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Somebody like uh, a Hawkeye or a Quill or a Rocket, if we do want to, too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, but again, you're you're the expert here. You you tell me. I, what is my list missing? I think you are very right about we not having a backliner, and one of those mentioned does line up with something we were talking about already, which is Hawkeye. Um, oh, being able to poison more. Well, not just uh, not just poison more, but can he poison? Let's yes, see. he can poison. But I am just thinking doomed Hawkeye. Oh yeah, doomed Hawkeye on the back line. Not not worried about people necessarily getting to him. So mm-hmm. he's he's always a good target for that too, if you can keep him at a distance. Yeah, and uh, ooh, I need to read the Dune prophecy about it quickly. Um, because he does have out of turn actions. Um, let me see. I got it. I have the the mod pulled up, and it's got the errata on it. Uh, this character cannot roll defense dice against physical attacks. Additionally, this character adds dice to physical attacks to its or for, equal to its defense until the next cleanup phase. Okay, so if he gets attacked and from long range, he also gets the bonus dice on his fast draw ability. Yes, he does. He gets to just keep doing it. That seems really solid. <laughs> <laughs> that is a way to deter or require certain things out of your opponent in order to um, get at him. It really does. And then if you if you mix all that up, like to get to Hawkeye, you're going to have to walk through these other characters that we're bringing. You're, you're yeah. not going to be able to just ignore them and walk past them. Yeah. That's just going to leave you way too vulnerable. So I think I think Hawkeye is a good call there. Um, All right, so that's that's the ten characters then. Mm-hmm. And we already have three tactics cards that we've talked about wanting to get in here, which were all you've got: Dune Prophecy, which would be a restricted list, and then no matter the cost. Okay, and then are you? Uh, I, I never bring healing cards. Cards that reduce damage or mm-hmm. heal damage is—is is that something that is typical for people? Because I—I tend to see everybody always brings med kit or patch up. I always bring the the offensive power ones, the the doom prophecy, the all you've got, those types of ones. Well, th- what are your thoughts on no healing? Uh, I think for the style of list we are playing, it's perfectly fine. Um, I think sort if if we were talking like criminal syndicate, I would be much more pushing for healing because they get value off of being healthy. Um, we but we aren't a big body stand on points team. We are a aggro beat face team with our current setup. So going for the offensive cards is just um increasing the the style of thing we already do well. Makes sense. I like it. That's that's how I like to play. So that it doesn't surprise me that we ended up building a roster that's all about just how many dice can I roll on the attack side? Yeah. Because that's really all I, I like to do. If I'm not rolling a lot of dice, I'm not having fun. <laughs> uh yes. Have you tried <laughs> have you tried the Thanos Spider Foot list? You get to roll a lot of dice in that list. I have. I have. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um so as far as the tactics, are we bringing any in humans? Um, I definitely think we should at least take a glance at any human royal family. Um, it is an ex- it just gives you re-rolls 
It is lots and lots of re-rolls for your Inhumans. A lot of re-roll, and it's each character or each Inhuman that spins it can do it once. I like that. Yeah. I like bringing that because, let's see, on on just about all of our lists, we're bringing in at least three Inhumans, right? Yeah, because we're trying to stay affiliated. Okay. So that means that, yeah, that's that's. I would say we bring that one. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if I don't think the other ones are necessary. Yeah, Teogenesis is fun, but that one I would like examine after we choose our extracts, um, because it requires a specific style of extract, and I'm not sure this is the list that wants to be caring about VP in that way. If right. that makes sense. Um, I, that definitely does make sense. Um, looking at just kind of the other cards we have, the other characters we have, the, uh, the big thing that I would like is something if they're, I, I, and again, I don't know if there any, if it's anything that fits, but some sort of Yu-Gi-Oh trap card, uh, that would help if somebody pours in a lot of dice into an attack. Is there any defensive minded tactic card that I'm not thinking of? Um, not really that... Not that would work here. Not that would work in that way. It's... There are cards that you can use if your opponent spikes on dice, but pouring a lot of dice into a single attack, you... The only types of cards that we have that really work against it is re-roll all cards. Um, like Tactical Analysis. Okay. I'm yeah, pretty that's... sure that's the right name of the right card. I don't I don't think it is. It's something else, and I can't think of it because uh, people are listening to me. Yeah. And when that happens, <laughs> I can't think of what it's called, but I'm going to... No, it's not tactical analysis. It out, it's uh, Recalibration Matrix. Yes, there it is. Recalibration Matrix. Um, that may be a good one to have. Yeah. Because there's really nothing else we have if dice, if dice happen to spike or it if they take somebody down that we need recalibration matrix may help make them help them survive. Yeah. Um, but there's not much beyond that, that we can really do. Um, the only other one would be dice mitigation in the likes of, uh, brain. Come on. Uh, in, uh, like things like bitter rivals. Or your uh, blind obsessions. And disarm those kind of things. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Of those... So I... Go ahead. I was going to say, what I, what I normally do when it comes to lists like this, like we have, at this point, five tactics cards, and we're kind of trying to figure out which next one to bring. What I like to do is try and figure out what's this roster's weakness Mm -hmm. because if i pull up to a game and the other roster is matching my my weakness which it's strength i want to have tactics cards that will at least help me a little bit with that yeah just in case and so i'm just trying to figure out what tactics cards could help Mm -hmm. bridge the or fill in the holes that we have left ourselves with going almost completely on the offensive here yeah and i think the issue that we're going to have are things like Extract heavy plays. Um, 
people like Amazing Spider-Man and uh, Angela. So should we bring... Can I borrow that? I We, we mentioned it earlier. I think that is a good call, especially since he's one of our affiliated characters, so it means we're going to uh, play it play him fairly often and then if we do get a extract heavy uh team against us we can always throw in miles to help us with that Uh uh-huh as well um the other one i want to bring up is a card that is very good against a lot of people in general and then extremely good against uh uh spider amazing spider-man specifically which is marked for death i do like that card I, i don't see it getting played very often but i do like it um, I think it's going to get a lot more play once Amazing Spider-Man comes out, just because it means he can't do his defensive rerolls for a turn. Right, <laughs> and that's that's huge. And then on top of that, having to move slow, yeah, it's just it, it really nerfs that character. Yeah. So, so marked for death. I say we bring that one for sure. Um. And so we have one more. I do kind of want to talk about uh, Blind Obsession. Because um, we were talking about ways to get uh, Doc Ock extra dice. And this is a way to get him extra dice. And that that, that lasts the entire the entire time until that character is KO'd, right? Yeah, until one That's of the two characters... Yeah, until okay. one of those two characters gets KO'd, that is in effect. So, I mean, I, I can imagine... Um, let me see. I'm reading it right now to make sure I understand it. So if you're getting attacked by this character, you rem- re- you add two dice to your defense roll. Yes. But if it's anybody else, you remove it. Mm-hmm. So the I guess the idea would be um, trying to set up Doc's play. You make him a little bit more vulnerable. You put him in the middle of the action, and people think, "Oh, I'm just going to take him out now." So when they when they take him out and daze him. He has all the power he needs for the big play coming up next turn. Mm-hmm. And if you blind obsession, your main target that you're wanting to take out on the other side, you'll have no problem yeah. <laughs> dazing that character uh-huh. or KOing them. Yeah, it's it's it it, it is. Uh, and it also is really good in 1v1s where it's like if you if Doc Ock and someone else are just like the only people on one side of the board. Blind obsession, you are winning that side of the board suddenly because he comes becomes a six five six. <laughs> six five six and he rolls six dice on his strike. At minimum. Cause we also have Lockjaw. Yeah, I I like that I like that combo for sure. <laughs> and and what's funny is I, I use uh Doc Ock a lot and I've never thought to myself, I should take blind obsession for him. So I'm I... changing my main roster when this is over. <laughs> good to know. I I just think Blind Obsession is a very good card. And the other thing that you can do with it, because we are playing a Dune Prophecy list, is you can, on if it's a split map, like a Terrigen Myth, which is one of the secures we were talking about, you can Blind Obsession someone on one Terrigen Myth and then uh, uh, Dune Prophecy the one on the other Terrigen Myth and make your opponent choose which problem they deal with. I like it. Anytime you have to make them make a choice that you gave them means they're not able to work their strategy. Yeah. And this is a really... That combo is something I've pulled off multiple times to great success. And great frustration of my opponent. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so I might have missed one. Are we at seven or eight tactic cards? I am at eight. Okay, so did we take did we take uh, recalibration matrix? I have it in my list currently. Okay. I'm not I'm not sold on it. I don't like the card in general. I think <laughs> something is needed, but I'm wondering if maybe a a disarm or like you said, bitter rivals might work better. Yeah. Um But again, this is just helping that dice spike that we were talking yeah. about. Um The other option um, is a new card called Kung Lao Training. Um, which is when an ally character is attacked or defending before calculate successes or failure step at the end of the modified dice, uh, uh, dice step of the attack, spend four. We will all of the attack dice. Uh, so it allows you to keep a good defense roll. Uh, if your opponent is still spiking over you. Or allows you to re-roll a, ba- a flub attack roll when your opponent rolls nothing. So honestly, it's it fits in with our strategy and also helps our, our, our weakness too. Yeah, so that might be something to look at. I like it more than Recalibration Matrix. I, I've, I just never see... It's either recalibration matrix just costs too much to ever really help. I think it's only helped me once or twice, mm-hmm. um, and most of the time it's the other players just rolling too many dice. Where even if we re-roll, it's really not going to change the result. Mm-hmm. But it has so many brilliant looking odds. It really does. <laughs> yeah, um, I I love a lot of the alt arts that have come out. Um, and I'm super excited. We've seen the promo cards for the Separation Anxiety Kit, and they look amazing. They do. I'm I'm excited to get those all in there. I'm um, excited to get a Separation Anxiety Kit, because I, I want one. <laughs> I just want one to have and run for people. For real. I, I, I'm I just getting to the point where I'm playing physically again, and it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun just to play. <laughs> I have the Infinity War Kit, and I love those missions, and I'm... I really hoped that one of the weeks during the Beta Splendors, they would have made us use the Infinity War missions because they are so much fun. Uh, they are. I remember. I, I haven't played them since the what was it, the Infinity Clash event, uh, a long time ago. Uh, this wasn't that long ago because this was in between the season four and season five. Oh yeah, but the missions that came in that uh, that organized play kit were the same missions that they had set up for the Gen Con event back in 2020. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. They're all the exact same missions. They just split them up into two cards instead of one card. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I, that's, I think we're going to get an organized play kit for civil war too. Cause there was that, uh, Gen Con or whatever event that was for civil war. So I think we're going to get another one of those like infinity war, but it'll be for civil war too. I, I would be excited for that, because those missions looked really interesting. They did. They were pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about our tactics cards at this point? I like them. I think the only thing that might change them is if we pick a uh, a crisis I wasn't expecting. Something something we need for strategy, but yeah. I like it so far. Um, so, starting on Secures, I think we are doing... We have talked about it a bunch. Let's put Terrigen Clouds in there. Um... 
that is a 20-point list, which we get um, uh, Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, Doc Ock, Omega Red for, which is, like, a nice-sounding team. Okay, so you said Black Bolt, Medusa, Doc, and Omega Red? And Lockjaw. Oh, and Lockjaw, yeah. Yeah, 5, 8, 12. Uh, No, one second. Did I do my math wrong? I might have done my math wrong. 5... Plus four is nine. Plus three is twelve. No, I did my math wrong. It's you window, did. Uh, it would be Black Bolt, Medusa, Ronin, No Power Gem, uh, Dark Ark, Omega Red, or Ronin Power Gem instead of Medusa, and uh, Lockjaw. Um, so we we would have our thirteen point core, Dark Ark and Omega Red. But that's still a very solid team. That is. As, again, this is, like I said, I'm getting to the point where I wish I had a number two. The Inhumans need a, a threat, too. Not every affiliation <laughs> needs a threat, too. <laughs> yes, they do. Every single one of them does. They should just give us, like, some random character and make him a rogue agent. at a threat, too. Make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> I think some affiliations are good being taller teams. Um, it's like why I think Asgard doesn't need another threat three. Because then the, it, the like, actual downside of those characters, because they have so much upside, is that they are all so expensive. And right. by giving them another threat three, or, or more low-cost move, or, God forbid, a threat two in Asgard. No, please don't. Um would be you are making it easier to walk around them. And I think having characters and affiliations need to be walked around the point value is important for balance. I agree. I agree for sure. Now, here here's a question I have for you. Mm-hmm. I know Wakanda Wave is still out there and kicking. I don't see it as often as I used to. But do you think that this would be a good squad, our our main core, for Gamma Waves? I'm not as sure about Gamma Waves as I am as Demons Downtown. If that makes sense. Um, Gamma right, Waves has... The Wakanda Wave threat, I don't think we deal well into. Um, But I think we do still like the central... Uh, uh, EX, uh, secure. And I think Demons Downtown, the higher point value we like, um, it gives out Incinerate, which is a condition we can play off really easily because we're planning on attacking a bunch. Um, and we have enough positionals, um, between, uh, Medusa and Doc Ock and our Splash character that we can get people onto, extra people onto the point to get more Incinerates onto people. And, overscore value, if that makes sense. It does. I like Demons Downtown for sure. I think that's a solid one. And that, that'd be the Black Bolt, Medusa, Doc, uh, Omega Red, and Lockjaw, right? Yeah. Um, or Quicksilver, depending on what the situation needs. Quicksilver instead of... Lockjaw. Lockjaw? Yeah. Okay. Just depending on what the situation needs. I, I disagree. You bring good boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It depends on the extract. 
I have a hard time not taking Lockjaw anytime he's in my roster. Mostly because I just like seeing his model. I, I can appreciate that. I have been severely underwhelmed by Lockjaw. He's a good boy. Yeah, no denying <laughs> that. But he has competition coming up. He does. Yeah, Ghost Doggo is coming up in a card. <laughs> I can't um, wait to see what that does. Yeah, I can't either. Um, I am well. As of today, uh, date of recording, we got the big Dormammu reveal, and oh my word, all of those models look so pretty, and I want them all. Honestly, every single one of them. None of none of them look like. No one can complain about any of them. No. And uh, and there are a bunch of really interesting choices. Like, who thought we would be getting a hood model? I, <laughs> I didn't. That's for sure. I, I, I did expect Brother Voodoo, though. I will say that much. And not to get too much on this tangent, but is that an evil uh, Doctor Strange we're getting? I don't know. He's... The painting scheme and everything. It looks like he might be a little bit too much in the dark arts. I, I don't know my lore well enough for that. Uh, I just know he is leading an affiliation. It's going to be so cool. Mm -hmm. Both Dormammu and uh, um, uh, Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme are run leading affiliations. So that is exciting. That's going to be a fun game to play one day. Oh yeah, against Dormammu with the new Doctor Strange. Just, I, I, this game just has so many characters. Well, it's and that Dormammu better. is so big. It is. <laughs> Everyone who had their storage figured out has to figure something else out now. Yeah, it's it's quite something. Okay, so that's two of our crises. Yeah, or our secures. Mm -hmm. What's what's the third one for you then? I would be looking at sword base. We are a team that has power advantage because we can move power around f between our characters so freely. Um, so I don't think we mind I paid a flip. Um, sword base would be interesting. Uh, or um, deadly meteors would also be interesting if we don't mind going the full RNG route. Um, I think we have fairly good energy defense. Yeah, Dark Ark is a three. Uh, Black Bolt is a four. Medusa is a three, if I remember correctly. Quicksilver is a three. So it's like we have fairly solid energy defenses. Like Ronin is a four. Well, let me ask you this: Would it make sense for us, because of what we are, to have the the Riot Sparks, so we have an option to heal if we need to? Uh, that is certainly a good option. Um, and that definitely gives us a play where we want to be playing Hawkeye. Which I think is not a bad thing. Um, so yeah, let's go with Riot Sparks. I think that does make a good a good amount of sense. Then yeah, then you get your back point character. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I like it. And then you could even make the play where you put your Doc Ock on one side with Blind Obsession and then the other characters on the other side. Yeah. Um, now for Extracts. And I want to start by going out on a limb. How do you feel about alien ship? You you like the higher point values, don't you? Well, it's not just higher point values. I like for fighty teams having low extract count. Well, and then also with our extract, 
if we bring that, we bring Quicksilver with Can I Borrow That? Yep. And he grabs it almost immediately. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm for that. I, I like it, especially because we have characters that'll make sure we keep it. Yeah. And it's um you if they get the middle extract, if like an Angela goes up turn one and flips it on first uh, attempt, they are stranded in the middle of the board. Yes. Uh, which and is so th- very good. Which it is. <laughs> so on that one, is that the 20 where we bring, let's see. So we bring Black Bolt, Medusa, Doc Ock, and Lockjaw, and that's our 15. Mm-hmm. So if we try and bring Quicksilver, we probably have to leave Lockjaw out. Yeah. Well, so let me do some math quickly. Let me go over. We want. I think I th- I think that's where we bring Ronan with the power gem. Yeah, because we can play a uh, Black Bolt, Dark Ark, Quicksilver, Ronan, Power Gem, and Omega Red. Oh, and Omega instead of Medusa. I like that better. Yeah. At twenty points, and Omega Red also has uh his um thing we didn't talk about super heavily but you can get it up turn one very easily on uh in in humans but he has a line of sight range full for medium pull <laughs> which is which is amazing yeah it, it, it makes it makes venom sad no venom is actually better <laughs> Venom is actually. I thought his better. was only range four or three. I mean, uh, no, his is range four, medium pull, but it does not require line of sight. Ah, uh, so okay. His... I thought his was three. I was thinking of something different. Okay. Uh, no, you are thinking of. Uh, I think you're thinking of Gwen. That might be. Uh, let me double check. Uh, yeah, her webline is line of sight short. Um, but Venom, I have played a lot oh, and of Oh, so is Spider-Man. Yeah. So is Peter Parker's. But, so yeah, that's what... Uh, Venom's web snare is push an enemy range four towards this character medium. Does not require line of sight. Uh, but you are thinking of his throw, which is range two, because Venom both has a throw and a pull. Okay, that's what it is then. Yeah. Um, so basically Omega Red, if we can get the, the poison on everything and have Lockjaw move him and then he can pull somebody in and then just give everybody on the other team two damage. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great combo. Mm -hmm. And then we want, we talked about brawling in the middle. So let's talk about research station. I like it. Mm -hmm. It is. I like that one for sure. It's an secure that's masquerading as an extract. (laughs) that's a good way of putting it and then I want to bring up an interesting option how do you feel about the Montesi formula the only reason I'm not a huge fan of it in this roster is you can only hold one per character that makes sense, and we are playing a little bit slimmer, but we have a bunch of characters. Uh, so it's like, we are already getting the power gen we want. 
Um, it's we can adjust the damage value with Lockjaw, and it gives Lockjaw a second attack, which is it big. Um, and it's something Which Lockjaw not, can yep. do. Turn one is go and pick up a book. Uh, I I want to see the comic book page where Lockjaw picks up a book and has a special ability to read it and use the power. <laughs> that that just seems hilarious to me that he would jump up, grab a book, and do a Mystic Beam. I like it. But also, it also we suddenly get power gen off of it with Doc Ock sometimes because of his scientific cubist. Yep. Um, okay. So it's it's an interesting option. I'm not a hundred percent for it, but it's something I wanted to bring up. Are there any of the extracts that are jumping out to you? Um, for me, looking through them, honestly, the only other one that I would like to see with. Uh, with this group, and it fits with every roster. Everyone always plays it, no matter what. But that's uh, worthy. Hammers. Yeah, hammers. Not every roster plays it. Uh, they do. It's always played. It's. It's. I bet you eighty percent of the rosters have it. <laughs> yeah, eighty percent. Not everyone. I know. <laughs> it's not something I play in D and T. But I am also the monster that is playing death and taxes in this game. So. Yeah, I I think I think worthy helps um, both sides all the time, yeah. but I think it definitely helps what we're going for. Yeah, it gives us more dice. Doc Ock loves more dice. We can compound it with Lockjaw really easily. Um, I can definitely see that as a pull, and I think that might be the direction we should go. So that is all right. That's a, our a full list. That's everything. That is. Um, I, I have it. I had it all pulled up in the 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 tabletop simulator mod. I'm going to drop it in and make it a, an actual roster real quick. Very this nice. Is great. <laughs> Maybe get the chance to play it at some point. I think so. I like it. Uh huh. So, uh, for those of you at home, uh, our characters are Dr. Octopus, Hawkeye, Infinity Gem Power, Ronin the Accuser, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, uh, Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, Quicksilver, and Omega Red. Um, our tactics cards are All You've Got, Blind Obsession, Doom Prophecy, Marked for Death, No Matter the Cost, Inhuman Royal Family, Kung Lung Training, and Can I Borrow That? Our secures are Demons Downtown, Has Our Comeuppance Come Due, Riot Spark Over Extremist 3.0, and Terrigen Clouds Sweep Over City. And then our extracts are Alien Ship Crashes Down in Downtown, Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown, Research Station Attacked, and fear grips world as worthy terrorized cities. Oh, how are you feeling about this? I feel great about it. And then I, I have a little anecdote. I know we're wrapping up here, but go ahead. The reason, the reason uh, that I, I brought Doc Ock is because I like going for the big play. And we explained the big play a little bit. And people always say, well, it happened once, so it'll happen all the time. Don't think that. But. I had one game in particular where in one turn as Doc Ock, the other character, the other player had no idea to expect Doc Ock at all. I dazed or KO'd five of his six characters in one turn. That is impressive, though I might have the more impressive Doc Ock feat. I want to hear it. 
uh, I was this was in the first week of the Beta Splendors for season four. I bought the like initial draft version of the Thanos Spider Fez. Um, no, this would have been season three. Yes, season three or season four, whichever. Not last season, but the season before it. Um, but I had like the initial draft of the Spider, uh, the Dark, uh, the Thanos Spider Fez list, and I faced up against a mirror match of another Thanos Spider Fez player. <laughs> And I won, I, I think they had one damage on their Thanos, and then Dark Ock killed Thanos with a, not flipped Dark Ock, killed Thanos with a, with an attack. He rolled like four wilds in a single Love attack it. against the Thanos. <laughs> That's amazing. It was stunningly good. And then he had like two other successes. I rolled successes equal bit more than dice rolled because I was rolling six dice with the death decree, and then like four wild to hit and something else, and that was enough to today's a Thanos. And I'm just like, well, okay then, dice, good for you. <laughs> then you get all that power. Yeah, and then I had no <laughs> idea what to do with it because I couldn't throw anybody. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I love Doc Ock. He is he is a character that I think is constantly underrepresented in this game. It's just he didn't have an affiliation for so long, and his current affiliation is kind of medium. Right, I'd agree with that. So yeah, thank you very much for coming on. If people wanted to reach out to you, where would they find you? Uh, the easiest way is uh, just to join the Tabletop Simulator uh, Discord uh, for the Marble Crisis Protocol. Um, and then if you're on there, anytime you put a message in the bugs <laughs> and suggestions, I'm the one who goes through that. <laughs> so if you ever have any suggestions on, uh, if you play Tabletop Simulator, have suggestions, leave it there. Um, I'll, I'll normally try and respond to everybody there. Yes, I have put a number of bugs in there. <laughs> um, and you are very good at figuring out most of the bugs. I've only had like one or two that have had weird issues that have not been able to be replicated. It's super easy for me to just blame Tabletop Simulator. Oh yeah, it's no. not. It's not my fault. It's theirs. <laughs> I have almost a thousand hours in this game in, in Tabletop Simulator. I know what it means to blame TTS. It's a messy system. Those are rookie numbers. I'm almost to two thousand. Yes, well, you also work in Tabletop Simulator. I, I, I do not. Even though I stream stream Tabletop Simulator a couple times a week. At this point, um, and if you want to reach out to me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Egypt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to support the show, come visit Patreon.com/slash Lexa White where not only do you get access to the Patreon Discord, um, that is a whole lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun talking about janky, janky lists, uh, you also get the bonus podcast, where I sit down with a guest and talk about a TV show that we both really like. Um, and this month, I am sitting down with comedian um, and podcast host Kyle Clark from the This Is Rad podcast to talk about the 2002 Birds of Prey TV show which is going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, and then if you want to see me do written reviews on TV, come visit ggip.tumblr.com. And then 
uh, let's see. Go through the full podcast, uh, the full uh, Twitch schedule. I most Saturday and Sunday mornings, I am on twitch.tv slash games to- talking about Arkhamore the card game. And specifically around custom content and stuff. Then, random days of the week, I am uh, in the evening, Pacific Standard Time, I am on twitch.tv slash theboardgamedome, where we play both IOL uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol as well as other board games. Um, I think the weekend, the plan is not uh, last weekend, as of date of this release, we will have played some Marvel Champions with the new stuff that comes out this weekend. Uh and then um, every other Monday, I am on twitch.tv slash thefuzzinator, playing, uh, teaching some of my uh, old, old friends at this point uh, board games for the first time. They are just, I'm just getting them into board games and we're using TTS to do a cross-country teaching them how the like history and learning of board games. And that has been super fun so far. So yeah, that... That is all the places you can find me at this point. Thank you very much for coming on. I enjoyed it a lot. Is is it too late to change the affiliation? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little too late. Okay, I should have spoke up sooner. Probably. I'm kidding. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Um, and keep experimenting, people. <laughs>